Welcome to the second episode of What Drives Her, the podcast that talks to women who are changing the automotive industry from the inside. I'm Scotty Reese. I'm Connie Peters. And we are from A Girl's Guide to Cars, the website that talks about cars and women who are changing the automotive industry from the inside. Welcome to our second episode. Connie, it's great to see you again. So nice to see you. And it has been uh, a nice change from the very hot summer to the cooler temperatures of fall and getting back to a lot of things work-wise and automotive-wise. And uh, it's been, it's busy, right? Have you been busy? Yes, very. Yeah. What do you have coming up? I am going to run to the sun next week with the Northwest Automotive Press Association in Portland, Oregon, driving a day with EVs and a day with performance cars. Run to the sun. So what is that? It's just what they call the event. Run to the sun is supposed to be the uh, performance cars, I believe. And then the drive revolution, which is the second day is our EV drive day. And so how many cars do you drive over those two days? I'm not sure, to be honest. The last uh, NOAPA event I went to, we had over 20 cars. And this time, I'm not sure. They haven't given us a list of cars yet, but I'm very, very curious. I'm excited because while you're there, I'm going to be at the Texas Auto Writers Association Truck Rodeo. (laughs) And I am just so excited that there is such a thing as a truck rodeo. And uh, so we don't actually like lasso them and drive them around rings, but we do test drive them on an off-road course. So every truck and a whole lot of SUVs over the course of two days in North Texas. So um, like a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. I'm sure Run to the Sun will be a lot of work too, right? Yes. Yeah, and that, that's something that I think a lot of people don't understand about what we do. They think, oh, it's just fun. You just go out and you drive cars. Do you guys have to evaluate all the cars in the run? Yes, to the sun? yes. Yeah. we're not allowed to leave without driving every single car and evaluating every single car. Our ballots have to be in at the end of each day. Yeah, that's us too. We, I think we actually have a couple of days after the event to fill out our ballots online, but we, uh, we have to drive everything and vote on everything. And I, I love how these events bring together all of these journalists to evaluate cars that are on the market so that consumers can, in theory, look and see you know, which cars win which awards from these journalists and get a better idea of what might be... Uh, the right one for them, especially if they were considering two cars that are, that are seemingly very similar. And then you see, but this one rated, you know, much higher on all of these other criteria than this one. So we have a couple of guests today, um, writers who have um, spent some time evaluating cars for a girl's guide to cars. And these are two women who particularly inspire me. So I was really excited to have them join us for the What Drives Her podcast. So the first person that we're going to talk to is a woman named Liv Lee. And Liv, I met her about uh, almost about a year and a half ago, I guess, at the New York Auto Show. It was one of those moments where um, I felt like is this real? Somebody's like calling my name from across the room and says, I'm so excited to meet you. I love what you do. And I thought, is this, is this real? 
was a very humbling moment, very incredible moment. And as I got to talk to Liv, I noticed a couple of things. One is that she had a prosthetic leg and another that she had some visible uh, scars and disability. Um, and, and also that her energy and her, uh, she had this very bubbly personality. She has a very bubbly personality and she had this really incredible sense of happiness and high level of energy. And I just, just by meeting her was inspired. And I thought I need to get to know her better. And so we connected and she's been writing about cars and writing about disability, writing about um, different strategies people can use when they have a particular disability and things they should think about when they're evaluating a car for someone with a disability, because, you know, not every person who gets behind the wheel of a car, Connie, you know, is exactly sized like the probably five foot 10, 150 pound guy who reviewed it, exactly. yeah. <laughs> who wrote about it for car and driver or motor trend or whoever. So, you know, we're, we're all different. And often those reviewers don't, and we're guilty of that. I'm guilty of that too, of not looking at a car from the perspective of all the different people who might drive it. And so I do try to think about at least different size and height differences. But when you think about accessibility, when you think about the ease of use of the controls, when you think about how to accommodate for things so that you do have that freedom and that mobility that a car gives you, um, those are things that Liv thinks about and writes about for us. That's amazing. And she also has a YouTube channel. So she was doing video before she met you, correct? With cars. Yes. And Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she is inspiring. I've met her a few times. She's a great, great lady. Yeah, she, she really is. And she, um, the, the one video that I would say uh, that made me cry tears of joy was something that she shot recently at the Detroit auto show. Um, she got, she was at the show. She had her prosthetic leg. Sometimes she covers it with pants. So you wouldn't really know that it's there, but often she'll be wearing yoga pants or something and you can see and she was, and she climbed into the back of the F-150 pickup truck and gave us a full tour, actually. It's on our Instagram channel, a full tour. And you can see how uh, someone with a prosthetic leg still can access all of the features of the Ford F-150, which I will tell you, the first time I climbed into the back of a pickup truck, you know, with no, you know, no disability at all, just a very big sense of being nervous. <laughs> it was intimidating. So to see her do it was inspiring to me. It's tears of joy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's introduce before we go to that interview, who are you going to be interviewing today? I spoke with Annika Carter and she is a car girl. She, uh, she works on her cars. She races her cars She's really inspiring in a way that I can't like understand or relate to. I, I can't imagine crawling underneath my car and fixing stuff myself. So I find that incredibly inspiring as well as racing. I love seeing her racing content. So I was really excited to talk to her. That's awesome. She is inspiring. And she uh, not only is she a racer and a mechanic, but she's also an excellent writer, which was a delight to see if she just loves cars and uh, and loves reviewing cars, so she's a great one to 
that we are lucky to have in our universe. And so with that, let's go to the interview with Liv Lee. So without further ado, let me introduce you to a friend, a hero, and a colleague, Liv Lee. Welcome, Liv. Oh, Scotty, you're so kind. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here because we're kindred spirits in a certain way. And that is we both uh, embarked on this journey of sharing automotive content without really a framework, without mentors, without um, models in place. And so I'm curious, what is it that inspired you? Why did you want to write about cars? Um, well, I actually started making videos about cars, and I think it was probably similar to, to you in that I didn't see myself echoed in the media. I didn't see uh, people like me. I didn't see a lot of women. I didn't see a lot of disabled people. And um, I appreciate you saying uh, how much you have to walk around the auto show because you know when you do something that you're really passionate about and excited about and you sort of block out everything else. Uh, so that's how it ends up being for me is I'm just so excited to be there. And it was so exciting to be at the auto show, to be in this industry and to have access to the stuff and to start playing with these cars and like putting myself in them and, and challenging them and testing the ergonomics in a way that I hadn't seen represented. Um, so that moment when I met you, it definitely was a kindred moment. And uh, it was just so wonderful to get the opportunity to then start writing with a girl's guide to cars um, because we are underserved. Women are underserved in this industry. Uh, disabled people are underserved and have the opportunity to provide that voice and to be uh, a person who's there playing with the stuff, asking the questions, um, investigating and exploring is is truly something that I enjoy and that makes me ignore pain until the end of the day. And then you're like, ooh, okay, pain killer time. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned underserved and I think that's such a great way of putting it because we are, women are the primary buyer of cars and yet there's very little content out there for us. And then you think about all of the people with, um, with either a physical disability or some sort of challenge that, you know, the average car reviewer who's a, you know, five foot 10 or six foot tall guy who probably is in perfect health um, doesn't consider like, you know, how do you, how do you set the seats or how do you accommodate steering when, you know, your hand doesn't work like everybody else's or how do you reach the pedal when, you know, when you you have a prosthetic leg and 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 one that's not prosthetic has <laughs> a natural mm -hmm. leg, but you know th those are accommodations that we have to figure out when uh, and and the uh, the average mainstream media is not a lot of help to that. So tell us a, a little bit about your your vlog. You said you started making videos first. Yeah, uh, it was about the Mustang Mach-E. My husband and I reserved one and sort of started documenting the whole um, switching to an EV lifestyle thing. And since then, it's been an exploration of not just the EV lifestyle, but other cars as well. And it's it's interesting, your insight also, because I find that the things that I share, like 
um, trying to use a car with a prosthesis, it's not only amputees that um, identify with that. I've also had um, people, elderly people, or anyone with some kind of mobility issue uh, who are happy to have someone who is not the 510 a uh, perfectly healthy person. So uh, it's just been this evolution that started on YouTube about my car and has evolved into just the most exciting passion and hobby and a new lifestyle for me. That's, uh, that is so excellent. Um, and it's exciting to see you branching out into these new areas because before you did this, did you create any video content? Um, I did. I had like a travel adventure channel. I had a makeup channel. I've just always really enjoyed uh, sharing knowledge and educating people and also um, being loud and out there or just myself, whatever. Uh, but asking questions, I, I think it can be scary sometimes asking questions, right? And like we have that voice that holds us back. And I feel like in a really privileged position now, to be able to ask questions about vehicles uh, that someone might not be comfortable saying at a dealership when there's someone you know pressurizing them or whatever so to be able to say why is this like this does this have to be like this um and or or just recommend different things like it's it's a privilege to be able to do that and i'm loving it <laughs> So what gave you the confidence to ask those questions? Because that's, I think, a big issue that a lot of women have is they just don't feel they have the question, but they don't feel confident enough to ask the question. What gave you the confidence? I don't have it. <laughs> I think um, I have to remind myself that we all probably um, are feeling self-conscious, uh, right? And uh, to just go with it uh, because someone has to ask those questions, right? And I try to think of it as though I was talking to a best friend, like um, your thoughts are valid, you are valid, what you believe is valid. Uh, and in so many uh, situations in this industry where you're surrounded by mostly men, you really have to encourage yourself in that way as well. Like it's okay to think differently to other people, to the other people here as well, like you're still valid. Uh, so I definitely don't feel super confident, but I try to give myself that encouragement of a best friend. <laughs> so, well, I appreciate that best friend voice because I think that is where we are different from so much other automotive content is that we really look at things from the perspective of what, what would you tell your best friend? And I always say, what would you tell your mom, your sister, your best friend? Uh, what would you want them to know? And that's, I think that's the most valuable thing that we share. Um, so let me ask you this. Well, and, and by the way, I will point out that the questions that you have, that I have, that we all have, and we think we, and we, women are so hard on ourselves because we think, oh, well, I, you know, I'm sure everybody else in this room knows the answer to that question. So I'm not going to answer the question. I'm not going to ask that question. And then, um, but the men don't. And you hear men asking the same questions. They're not afraid to ask that question. And uh, sometimes I ask a question in a group, full, a group of men in a room full of men, and then they advance the, the discussion beyond even what I was thinking, which is phenomenal. And that's that same, it's that thing that our middle school teachers used to tell us, there's no such thing as a stupid question, just ask what's on your mind. And I think for some reason we get intimidated and we don't do that. Um, so, but let me ask you this, 
uh, because I've learned so much since I started writing about cars. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned clearly a lot about cars. I've learned a lot about other women. Um, what have you learned about yourself since you started your car content journey? Oh, that's an interesting question. And I think it really ties into everything we're just talking about. Uh, I think I've learned that I am brave uh, because I'm scared a lot. <laughs> like I um, I find it scary and I find it challenging to get into different vehicles. I have a right leg prosthesis, so I drive with my left leg crossed over. That is not uh, typically something that's accommodated for in every vehicle. I also have dexterity issues in my left hand. So I try to be very careful and very cautious and cars are dangerous and they're scary, right? They're exciting and they're fun and they're powerful and they give us freedom. But this is also a piece of machinery that we have to respect. So mm -hmm. the majority of the time I'm pretty scared and I'm I'm just trying to be careful and, and learn about this and be respectful of this machinery and, and also take advantage of these amazing opportunities to, to elevate other people's questions and voices and, and learn all about it. Uh, so I, I've learned that I'm brave and I'm scared all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't, but that doesn't hold you back. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, I, hope not. I, think. Uh, I mean, what is that saying? You know, uh, bravery is, is being scared and doing it anyways. Like uh, that's the life I want to live. And I, I, it's the same as going to the auto show and being in terrible pain at the end of the day, but it's just, it's worth it. And it's so fun and such a, an honor and a responsibility to be one of the women that are in this industry. And I, I'll just have to say, if anyone, other women are thinking about getting in the industry, please do, because we need more of us there. So being in this industry is a responsibility that I don't take lightly. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. So like, uh, that's where the bravery comes from. It's like, this is a great opportunity. I'm not going to just throw it away. I love that you say that it's a responsibility that you're not going to take lightly. I feel the same way. But it is and it is a heavy responsibility, but it's also a lot of fun. And so look at the smile on her face. <laughs> <laughs> Cars are a lot of fun. And, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people think that have thought for a long time that electric cars could not be fun. Um, are electric cars fun? Oh, they're so fun. They're, I, I mean, you know, we could say more fun maybe, but like they are so fun. And I just... If you're scared or if you haven't driven one, I just encourage you to try because I'm pretty sure you'll end it with a smile on your face or the whole drive as well. They're so fun and it's just getting more fun. <laughs> what is it? What tell me a little bit about what you've learned about cars since you've started uh, writing and creating content about cars and and tell me what thrills you or ex excites you or makes you giggle the most. Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, you know, honestly, I. I think that what I've learned and what makes me giggle is seeing people find something that's right for them. And um, I, I know that sounds like kind of cheesy, but like I've learned that there's something for everyone. And it's uh, it's also part of like being surrounded in different industries and having a different opinion or, or different groups, right? Um, that it's not always the most powerful car that's the coolest. And it's not all about like what has the most range, if it's an EV or um, you know, what has the most storage? It's what is right for each person. And so it's been 
something that I really enjoy is seeing people excited about what's right for them. Because like uh, um, something with a whole bunch of uh, seats for a big family is not necessarily right for me, but to see someone really psyched about that and excited to have something that gives them and their family that freedom is is really cool. And that's just something I appreciate. And what do you love the most? So you drive a Mustang Mach-E yeah. Mach or a Mach-E GT? Maki GT Performance Edition. Uh huh. And what's your favorite thing about that car? And I'm going to say, let's talk about performance, because that once you take performance off the table, then there's a whole other uh, list of things to get excited about. So tell me what you like about the performance of that car. Uh, well, the GT specifically has Magnaride, which is like a magnetic suspension, and it's just it's just lovely it's it's truly a beautiful smooth ride and i like that it means that you're not thinking about the road or how bumpy it is or rough it is and you're just uh enjoying the drive enjoying the ride so and what's the and it it has fast acceleration though yeah it's uh i think it's 3.5 yeah zero to, zero to 60 3.5 yeah. seconds yeah i don't i don't push it my husband pushes it. <laughs> 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 but even just, you know, merging onto the highway could be fun, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. truly. Uh, but honestly, like, uh, this just goes back to EVs being super fun and enjoyable is I just love how quiet it is. It's just so quiet and you get to enjoy your music. Like, you don't realize how loud a car is until you switch to an EV and then you're playing your favorite tunes. Like, this is actually my own little bubble and i'm just floating around in it it's just great it is um, it's incredible isn't it yeah um, i've been i've spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks in some evs and it is you forget it's this the quiet the quietness is actually a luxury and if you think about it car makers have spent a lot of time trying to dampen this outside sound and even dampen the noise from the engine too and the vibration and and all of that to make cars quiet because quiet is luxurious and that's a part of the mark of a luxury car is how quiet it is so to think about taking away that very loud engine and replacing it with a silent motor is quite a luxury in itself even if it's well the mustang Mach-E gt is definitely a luxury car but um not all electric cars are luxury cars but the l electric part of it to me is very much a luxury Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting way to say it. It is luxury by default, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is by definition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, last question. Everything that you, from everything that you've learned, what's the one piece of advice? And we talked a little bit about having confidence and having courage. But beyond that, a uh, piece of advice that you would give someone who's buying a car, what would you tell them? I have to say one thing. Uh, honestly, I would say uh, don't feel pressured by anyone. Take your time. Uh, if you uh, don't don't be pressured by salespeople. Ask for what you want. Go try out vehicles. And if you want to be alone when you try out the vehicle, uh, go take it out and ask them for that. And and make sure that you're comfortable and don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Such <laughs> good advice. Such good advice. I think that's so true. We were talking a little bit ago about uh, solo test drives and many dealerships say you they won't allow you to do that and you know we call bs on that because i've done solo test drives 
And I know plenty of other people who have, and okay. I've even like checked a car out. I provide provide my driver's license and my insurance on my car, and I take the car over and have another mechanic check it out. So, um, so I know you can do that, and I can't believe that that would be. They'll tell you all kinds of things. I think we heard, oh, it's a law. It's not a law. Um, so I think you're right. You've got to stand up for what you want and be firm. And I think I would add one piece of advice to that, which is there's always another dealer. <laughs> you know, you can always find another dealer for that car. Right. Never, yeah. You know, so yeah. And it's not just like being firm about the deal, it's being firm about the whole process. You can dictate. Yeah. What was your first car? Um, my first car was a Nissan Sentra, <laughs> hand me down. <laughs> but my first beloved car was the car that I had before the Mustang Mach-E. It was a 98 RAV4 that I drove for 17 years. And I love used cars. I, I love uh, utilitarian cars. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of luxury. And I just, uh, I think cars are fun and they're freedom. And I like, uh, I just, it was kind of like, knowing that I can scratch up my car a little bit. <laughs> that that was my beloved. I love that car. <laughs> to not feel guilty when your dog gets in the car with muddy feet. That's a pretty good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. When my dog first saw me when I drove up with that car, he jumped up on the window and scratched it. So I was like, guess it's mine now. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but that's good. That's good. You know, you leave, you know, it's, it, you do, you make it your own. You make it your own. I will say, I hate it when somebody takes the car, the seat cover out of the back because I put it back there. I'm very meticulous about it. So I don't have dog fur all over the back seat. And then somebody takes it out and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I would hand that. them a vacuum and be like, okay. <laughs> I know, right? I know, yeah. I know. Well, Liv, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me. Um, you guys can find Liv on A Girl's Guide to Cars. And also, what's the name of your vlog? Uh, my vlog is Mock E Vlog on YouTube. So you can find me there. Mock E Vlog on YouTube. And you do that in conjunction with your husband, Patrick, as well, right? I do indeed. Yeah, we make lots of EV life videos and it's super fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks for being a part of our world, Liv. Thank you so much, Scotty. It's been a blast. <laughs>
the average woman. And I know this because, you know, my, my parents are not automotively inclined at all. Um, and my mom will call me all the time with questions now, like, you know, ever since I've gotten into cars, she calls me all the time with questions about, um, you know, her car and, and what's going on and things like that, just because you, she doesn't feel like she can trust, you know, the, the car salesman or the mechanic or whoever it is. And so I loved writing for a publication that's kind of a little more about making this whole world accessible to the women out there who don't necessarily feel comfortable in it. Totally agree. Leads perfectly into how do you overcome that? It's a little bit intimidating to go to a male-dominated event. How do you overcome that? Or are you intimidated? I mean, at this point, because I've been in the space for so long, the most nerve-wracking thing is when I go to a press event and I don't know anyone, <laughs> man or woman, right? I'm like, I don't know anyone. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, awkwardly stand in the corner until someone smiles at me. <laughs> but, I hear you. Um, yeah, but, you know, starting... My, my journey into the car world was not in journalism. And so my, my journey getting comfortable with being the only woman in the room at a very male-dominated event was not in journalism. It was in racing. Um, and thankfully, for the most part, at least on that side of things, most of the guys were very welcoming and very like, you know, we want to have more of you. And I get, you know, more women in the car industry. Let me say that better. Um, and I get that too when I go to press events. You know, sometimes it's the representatives from the manufacturers even saying, like, we love to have you here. We'd love to see women represented in this industry. Um, so I think when you hear that from, you know, 90% of the men who you meet, it makes it a lot easier. Um, and unfortunately, there are some times that you don't feel quite so welcome. Um, but I guess I've just kind of learned to have the thick skin and you know, there's no matter what space you're in, no matter what you do, there's always someone who doesn't want you there. I mean, you could be doing, you know, the most female, you could be, you know, a makeup influencer, right? The most female dominated thing I can think of off the top of my head right now. And there's going to be someone who doesn't want you there. So, you yeah. know, you just got to take it and focus on the positives. Yes. I love that take and the way you feel about that. What have you learned since you've come into journalism from racing and car enthusiasts and now into writing about new cars, something totally different than your race cars? I've learned, I mean, I said this earlier, that they are two completely different worlds. Um, you know, I I guess that the, the short way to say it is I knew a lot less than I thought I did. It's, you know, it's, it's also, well, one of my biggest struggles has been actually taking what I know and create like like sharing it in a way that is accessible and understandable to other people because I'm used to communicating with my crew chief and I get out of the car and I say hey the car feels loose in this corner in the rear end and he immediately knows what to do but if I go and I write the car feels loose in the rear end you know there's going to be probably 75 at least percent of our readers are going to say what do you mean it feels loose in the rear end like what does that feel like because right. they're not out there sliding cars they're not out there pushing cars to the limit they don't know what loose in the rear end feels like right um so that's been my biggest challenge and my biggest learning experience just in you know adapting how i share things right 
That's my dog snoring sitting beside me. He always seems to wake up when I'm trying to work in a video situation. When I'm working, he's quietly sleeping, but of course he has to start snoring while I'm on a call. Makes you feel any better? The only reason there's not a cat in my face is because she's not in my room right now. <laughs> okay. That makes me feel better. I have two cats. One of them popped up when I was on a call this morning. Would you say that is the main thing you learned about yourself since starting this, that you knew a lot more than you thought you did and now conveying those technical details to a general audience, a general car buyer? It's been a combination of, you know, I've had to learn how to relay things differently. And then it's, it's more so like I learned that I know less than I thought I did because I, you know, I would like to think I'm very knowledgeable in how cars handle on a racetrack and in car setup and in Miatas and Mustangs because I own them. Mm -hmm. But then I end up in this completely different space and talking with the other journalists who are, you know, using different terms and talking about these things that I don't think, I don't think of ride quality when mm -hmm. I'm driving a race car. Right. Right. I right. don't think of what the adaptive suspension feels like at different speeds because I'm like, I want stiff suspension and it hurts my back every time I go over a bump. Like that's right. a race car. Right. right. So, yeah, it's like this, it's this whole extra whole area of knowledge that I just never had because I never had to think about it. Love that. Very cool. Good for you for making that leap and taking a chance and trying new things. So do you have any advice for car buyers? Yes. Do your research. I mean, I think that's probably what everyone says. Um, but it's really easy to, you know, number one, like I mentioned earlier, you're, it's intimidating. It's intimidating for everyone, man or woman. Like if you are not knowledgeable about the car you're going to look at, if you're not knowledgeable about cars in general, really, and you're going to a dealership, like there's a reason people sometimes call them dealerships, right? Because people don't trust the people who work there. Um, we actually, this is just an interesting aside. I heard once that the least trusted profession is a car salesman. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's scary to go there. And so it's really easy to just talk to your friend. Your friend says, I love my Honda Civic and you go buy a Honda Civic. Yeah. But that's a really good way to get into a car that might not be right for you. Right. So just because your friend likes it, take that into account, ask them why they like it. What features do they like? Why is it a good fit for them in their life? But then adapt that to your life and figure, you know, and ask, well, is that a good fit for my life? Yeah. And go to websites like a girl's guide to cars, read the reviews. You can go on YouTube. There's so many car reviews on YouTube. Test drive a lot of cars. It's free to test drive right? Go test drive a few different cars, figure out what you like best, do your research and find the right car for you, not just your friend's favorite car. I love that advice. It's been so lovely talking to you, Annika. I wish we could be together in New York City again together. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast and hope to see you soon. Wow, Connie. Annika's interview is incredible um, that she she knows so much. And for her to say that there's something that admit that there's stuff that she doesn't know makes me feel so much more comfortable admitting what I don't know. Yes. That's such a hard thing to admit is, is saying that you don't know something or that you know less than you thought you did. But she's so inspiring in the way that she's always open to learning more and not afraid to learn more. 
Yeah. And it makes you feel confident that um, it's okay to ask that question or uh, it's okay to be not the most knowledgeable person, I guess, as long as you have the curiosity to figure out what it is that you don't know. But I really loved that that she talked about that and that she was not, that she didn't come from a family of car people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, that it, to have the confidence to find who you are yes. and that drawn. you're drawn to a particular, well, you know this because you did the same thing. You were drawn to this particular business um, without coming, being brought up in that culture. Yeah. So, um, and Liv. Yes. Liv. She's yeah. a, she's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she? Yes. Yeah, she is. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she is so inspiring, and I love her uh, her curiosity and her um, enthusiasm for being able to tell these car stories and the people that she meets and the stories that that she tells not only on our channels but on her channels too. Absolutely, I love watching her. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Well, be sure to uh, follow Liv. Um, she is Liv Shaka on her Instagram and the Maki vlog, and which she also she does with her husband, Patrick. You know, it's interesting. She didn't talk about uh, much about Patrick, but um, he really does help her a lot. And it's don't you think it's important to have somebody who supports us in what we do? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I'm sure she wouldn't be able to do what she's doing without him. They work together as a great team. Yeah, they are a great team. Mm -hmm. But you're like that too. I mean, you rely on your family for help in doing what you do. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us can without some support system around us. It's that is so key. It is key. It is key. But it's also great because it really helps us to uh, do the things that we do. My husband always drives me to and from the airport. And I read somewhere that, you know, someone really loves you if they'll drive you to the airport. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know if I should doubt the, my love for my husband, my husband's love for me. Cause he will not drive me to the airport. Most times. Sometimes he does. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, but yeah, it's uh, those little things that we do for one another is uh, it's so meaningful because it allows us to do so much more. Thank you for spending time with Annika and, uh, and it was great to spend time with Liv. Thank you for being here with us on the What Drives Her podcast. Our podcast is produced by A Girl's Guide to Cars, me, Scotty Reese, and Connie Peters. Edited by Stephanie Howard, music by Envato. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter for updates in your inbox every week. Follow along on social media. You'll find us on all the socials and we will see you again and talk to you again next week. Thanks everybody.